This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, mother lovers. Welcome back to Last Call at McLaren's. I am Josh Rayner here to talk about this awesome show with my best bud, John. John, how are you doing today? I'm still alive. I guess that's something. Yep, I'm still alive. All right. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) And as you can see from right down at the bottom, we're talking about season one, episode eight. The Duel. The Duel. Uh, this uh, episode aired November 14th, 2005, directed by Pamela Fryman, written by Gloria Calderon Collette. And the summary for this episode Ted reconsiders his offer to let Lily move in with them and Marshall. Barney attempts to revolutionize the first date. Yeah, it's a little, uh, little mysterious sounding, but, uh, it gets interesting real quick. I just got to say. So, John, uh, do you remember? Because like you've you, like you said in previous episodes, you tend to skip the first season when you do, do rewatches. Uh, before going into this, what, what did you remember? Did you remember? Like, did it all come flooding back to you it's when you knew what episode it was? The episode, I remembered the, the main story yeah. um, instantly. I was like, ah, I'm like, we're going to see the sword fight. Yes. But I remember the sword fight, and I, I'm this is just me. I remember the sword fight differently. Okay. And I think it's because I confused it with the later sword fight that we find out that Lily and Robin had in a, the later season. Yeah. And for some reason in my head, when Marshall and um, Ted were fighting... I thought the Indigo Montoya line happened at least once. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it would have fit perfectly in that scene. Oh, yeah. It would have just been like, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah. Yeah, I that would have been. I know that they were pissed at one another, but they were still having their fun moments in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that would have been then. And then it would have became like a nice callback in the second time. If yeah. they had done it here. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, like, Lily and, um, Lily and Robin do it, and they almost essentially mock Ted and uh, Marshall for doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, look at me. I'm macho. Tink. And then they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great I can't wait to, to get to, into that episode when we eventually get there. 
Dude, we got a long ways to go. Oh, I know. We'll get there, though. One one day, we'll mm. get there. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Anyway, uh, a little fun fact uh, I learned doing some research about this episode. Apparently, in during season one, the clock is always set to 420. Ah. I, I never noticed it before. I'm definitely going to look for it now, see if that, if that is accurate. Uh, but I think that's pretty damn funny if it's true. It is. It's it's a future throwout to sandwiches across America. All day, sir. All day. All right. So start off the episode, future Ted telling his kids about the apartment, all the great memories, including uh, this really old coffee pot he called Sparky and a pair or Shocky uh, and a, a pair of swords that are on the wall. That's right. I like Shocky. Shocky. I mean, it's a it was a cool looking uh, uh, coffee pot. I'm just honest. I, I'm surprised that Marshall kept like allowed it to stay around. Well, you know you what know, I mean? What makes me laugh about the whole thing is, and he does it the entire episode. He calls it a coffee pot. Yeah, that is not what it is. It's it's not a coffee pot. It's called a percolator. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. It's essentially the same thing, but it's not. And it really kind of bugged me, and I remembered as I was watching it, and he's like, it's my coffee pot, Shocky. I'm like, it's a fucking percolator, Ted. Out of anybody in the show, I would have thought that Ted would have been the one who had been stickular about it. Like when he says, encyclopedia. Yep, or mozzarella. Yeah. Like, fuck you and your <laughs> I still will say Mutsadel to be like a pretentious douchebag sometimes to people. Yeah, but I think you don't say encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. No, I just like to say Mutsadel because I like to mock Ted Mosby. You know, you know how I mean, it is. It, it's great when you can mock Ted Mosby in his Chameleon ways. His Chameleon. Uh, the Chameleon and the Vanala. That ain't Ted Mosby. That's no, this, that's you. That's and this guy I, right here. For, for a long time after that, I couldn't say Vanilla the right way. <laughs> In my head, I still hear, Vanilla! <laughs> it's good times. Anywho. Uh, so, Lily tells Robin that she has her own apartment. We find that out. Comes uh, as a shock to even the kids in the future. And they're like, what? Uh, another apartment? I thought she lived with you guys. We find out and that's not the case. Uh, Lily explains that, you know, she kept it around, uh, for her independence, but that she hasn't been there in three months, which means that she's essentially been living with Ted and Marshall for the last three months. Uh, they show up to the apartment and lo and behold, it's no longer an apartment. It's a Chinese restaurant and even has some of her old stuff there. Like they're using her fucking dresser and shit. It's hilarious. Uh, apparently, they sent her a notice, you know, about the, you know, the building and everything that she never got her. It was probably sent to that apartment that she wasn't at because they said the notice came three months ago. And if she hasn't been there in three months, that means it's probably in that pile of mail that uh, yep. they hand her. And uh, she didn't have a lease, we find out. So, you know, there was no legal recourse that she could take. And her landlady got hit by a bus. So here's my my question. 
was Lily paying rent on this apartment? Because if she's paying rent, like up until this most recent month, but they had enough time to get a Chinese restaurant in there and have it open and everything within those three months. Where did that rent? Where'd that rent money go? Right. And when did the landlady die? I want to know where her rent money was going. If she was like, if she was even paying it, you know, that's the question that I have. Where is the money? Where's my money, Brian? Where's my money? That's what I want to know. Uh, show so, me the money. Show me the money. That's right. So Ted suggests that Lily live with him in Marshall because uh, you know she lives pretty much lives there anyways and has been for obviously <coughs> three months. Um, so we go to the bar. Barney uh, tells Ted that if Lily moves in, it's going to change everything. Change and everything. Everything. Uh, and someone will have to eventually move out when. Marshall and Lily get married. Um, Marshall and Ted have not figured this out. They keep dodging that that conversation. We see some flash, you know, flashback about that. Barney suggests to Ted that they're trying to edge him out. He kind of puts that, plants that uh, that thought into his head, and it yep. kind of sends Ted down this real bad path. If it yep. wasn't if it wasn't for that, none of the stuff in this episode would have happened. Well, the, none of the stuff in that storyline would have happened. No. You know, uh, so Robin points out uh, that uh, this woman keeps looking at Barney. You know, we have this other thing kind of going on at the bar or at, yeah, at the at the booth. And he reveals that he is on a date with her. And that he found her online using a fake profile, uh, which, you know, that's classic Barney right there. Classic, you know, Barney. classic Barney. Um, tells Ted to call him with a fake emergency. Uh, Robin says uh, that it's the most pathetic cop-out in the book and that she expects more from him. And Barney responds by saying, stay tuned, I'm working on some stuff. So is this Barney foreshadowing the playbook? I mean, theoretically, I could see that. Think about it. He's running a play. It's a small play. It's a play that has been used by people for years. I mean, you know what I mean? The fake phone call thing. What you know? That's been a thing. Yeah, that's. I, I think thing. he was more referencing the the <clears throat> the preface to the Lemon Law, though. Maybe, but because... part of me wonders if because, like, even she because, like, Robin says, you know, uh, I mean, granted, it could all be coincidental, but the line that Robin says is the most pathetic cop out in the book. Now, yes, that's a saying, but combined with what he said and everything, sure. I don't know. It just feels like a foreshadow to the playbook, but maybe it is all just a coincidence, you know. Well, I like I said, I my personal opinion is because I thought the same thing when he said it. I was like, well, is he referencing the play or is he referencing the the Lemon Law that's coming later on in the episode? Because he makes the comment that it was not this date, it's the, the next one. He's like, you know, like I'm tired of all the the hoopla. Yeah. You know, you you know within five minutes that there's going to be a second chance with the person. Yeah, and you know that's that's how he comes with the whole the the premise. Yeah, so it's I don't know. I don't. I, in my mind, I like to think that they they had a plan, <laughs> and, yeah, that that Barney, and that Barney and that Barney was plan. Barney was percolating. You know, just like oh, with Shocky, 
he was percolating this it idea. Like it did. It tasted just like rust. Uh, this idea for the playbook. So I don't know. I, I like to think about it that way. That's my own what they call head cannon for Fair this enough. show. Yeah. Uh, so Ted says he's he's not gonna talk to Marshall about who's you know who's moving in yet because he doesn't want to start trouble. Uh, and to avoid talking more to Robin about this, he says he has to make a call. You know, he has to make this call. And Robin instead asks if she can do it, which I think is hilarious. Like she gets, she gets such a kick out of just fucking around with Barney. Oh yeah. It, it's hilarious. So she calls Barney and just starts talking dirty to him, trying to throw oh, him off his game. Too. It's hilarious. I love it. Uh, but Barney's not phased in the slightest. It doesn't like, he doesn't. He doesn't miss a beat. No, but dude, some of the shit she says too is so funny. It is, man. I love it. It's so good. Uh, and he just he gets himself out of this date, takes off, man. I was like, all right, man. You know what? For for that acting role, you deserve to get out of that date. <laughs> he, he did a good job. I mean, he did a good job. You were correct. Yeah. Uh, so back at the apartment, Ted drinks some some coffee, realizes that this coffee actually tastes good. Yeah, it's you know? good coffee. It's good coffee. Too good. And then he realizes that Shockey has been replaced. Well, so here's my question with that. Because as soon as I watch this scene again, something occurs to me. Okay. Did someone pour him his cup of coffee then? Or was he not paying attention when he got the cup of coffee? I'm assuming that probably Marshall did because Lily was painting at the at that moment, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, I'm assuming that because there's no way Ted would have not noticed. There's no way. Well, then, oh. then you know what? I'm calling bullshit. You On lived together for the better part of ten years, and not once did you ever bring me a cup of coffee. I mean, I'm pretty sure I made coffee once. I don't think I brought it to you. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but you know what? I don't drink coffee, so uh, I, I left that care. out. You good women uh, bring each other coffee. I brought you hot chocolate. I think that yeah. counts. I think that counts. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Boom. Served. Lawyered, as we'll <gasps> see later on in, in this show. Lawyered. Uh, so Ted is, is obviously upset, uh, but you know. In like a passive aggressive kind of way, he he uh, just doesn't really want to confront about it. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to just come out and say, "Hey, why the fuck did you throw my coffee pot, or as John likes to call it, per- percolator away? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? This was shocky, you know." Yeah. So he just gets real passive aggressive about it, and Marshall does the same thing. You know, he really they go back and forth. You know, Barney Barney really got to Ted. You know, oh like yeah. I said. You, you know what the funny thing is, is watching this episode, me and you have went through a very similar situation to, minus the sword fighting, we have had fights like this, where both of us have been at a point where, like, shit needs to get said, but neither of us wants to say it. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad we're past all that petty bullshit, and now we can talk to each other about anything. It's true. Yeah, I feel like any any friends who've been friends for you know over a decade you know what i mean uh run into that issue at least once in their time you know what i mean i feel like 
There's no otherwise. Are you really that close of friends? You know what I mean. My job still clicks. <laughs> clicky, 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 <laughs> and uh, I'm sure there's still a, a mark on your hand as well. Well, that wasn't a fight. That just, I was gonna say that. that wasn't a fight. That was just some dick swinging around the butcher knife. <laughs> it was a chef's knife, sir. It was a chef's For knife. Get it right. You don't know what I'm talking about. Josh fucking stabbed me. <laughs> hey, you know what? Shouldn't have put your hand there, right? Shouldn't have. You shouldn't have tried to punch my knife. <laughs> You're right. I shouldn't have put a hand in between the knife and my face. That's true. You shouldn't have. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you know that's friendship. <laughs> uh, so we flash to the bar, and Ted is freaking out about being edged out. Uh, we then get a scene at the apartment with Lily wanting to hang uh, a painting of hers, the one that we saw her doing uh, earlier in the episode, where uh, she wants to hang it, where she suggests hanging it above the piano where the swords are. Ted's like, you know, but the swords are already there. You know, we've had them for a long time. And and he suggests hanging it in Marshall's room. Uh, Again, real passive aggressive, kind of, kind of a dick move on Ted. And you can, you can see that, Marshall is is pissed. Oh yeah, you can see it in his face. Uh, uh, Jason Siegel did a great job of portraying that, you know, in in uh, Marshall's face. I thought that was really cool. Uh, then Robin says he should just talk to Marshall before things get out of control. But Barney just eggs eggs Ted on to do something big to show them he ain't going to be edged out. So big, so big. Then we go to Barney's next date, who comes in. Tells Ted and Robin about this new idea that he came up with. And John talked a little bit about it already called the Lemon Law. You get five minutes <laughs> to decide if you want a, this date to keep on going. Uh, if not, you know, you can you can break it clean. No hard feelings or so he thinks. That's the premise of the Lemon Law. The problem is when no one else knows about the Lemon Law, it's not as clean as he would hope. <laughs> so with a, with a quick side note to this have you ever lemon lawed anybody no i i've never really uh up until recently never really had like been out on dates like that throughout my life it was always just like i asked a girl to like like to go out and we started like actually dating you know That's what true. i mean as opposed to oh yeah let's just let's go to dinner and then uh oh never saw her again or anything like that i've never i never really did that i don't know what about you yes okay well, yeah. went to dinner with a girl one time told her i i was like you know dinner's on me tonight get ever what with like whatever you want and she ordered a 99 cent side salad she didn't even order one of the good like they had like coarsely like good salads there yeah and she ordered the side salad and i was like nah fuck that date's over <laughs> if somebody can't eat when I'm on a date with them, man, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, obviously I'm a big guy. I got to have somebody who can, like, I'm not saying you had to get, like, a burger and fries, but, like, something. Just get a get a, a chef salad, even. Hell know? yeah. Yeah, you could do so. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that, you know. 99 cent salads. Man. That's, a, that's, that's, that's disappointing. Yeah. A disappointing sounding salad. I mean, I'm sure it was probably not very big, but like, 
Still, I mean, like, like later on, I like we had talked about it, and like she was just like, "Oh, I was really nervous and stuff, and you know, I didn't have much of an appetite." I'm like, "I get that, but like, prelude with that. Tell me how you're feeling. Like, otherwise, when I'm like, get whatever you want, you're just like, I'm gonna get this tiny ass, weak ass little salad, and I'm like, yeah, I want the fucking chicken finger salad with extra blue cheese." (laughs) Yeah, you know. You know what you like, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, you know, Barney goes over to meet Katie, who's his new Katie. date. She has a super annoying voice. Uh, I'm just like, oh. I, I don't blame you, Barney, at this point. Like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there who, uh, who could do it. I'm not one of those people. I'm sorry. It's the way it is. It's okay. Uh, yeah. He immediately... Immediately, Lemon Laws her. Oh, dude, so fast, so fast. It's really funny though, because when, because I didn't remember why he Lemon Lawed her at first. I remembered yeah. that he's the first, yeah. and then when he does it, I was like, "Man, what is it with people named Katie always having like weird voices?" Because we went when we when we had our college days, we had somebody in the group named Katie, oh, and man. she had a annoying voice. That's true. That's true. If you're watching this, Katie, I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. I'm just saying. I'm not sorry. Yeah, John's not sorry. Uh, so back at the apartment, Lily is uh, talking to Marshall about how Ted has been uh, acting weird, uh, labeling his food, stuff like that. Even a block car- of cheese. Yeah, carved his name into a block of cheese, which Marshall was using and said, well, it belongs to Ed now, which I thought was hilarious. Because, uh, like, I'm sorry, but like labeling food is one thing, but carving your name in a block of cheese, that's like that's like uber douche mood or move and uh I think I think I think Marshall was on point for uh he's saying fuck that noise. I'm using this yeah, cheese. But what if, what if Ted was the one who actually paid for the cheese? But I feel like Marshall and Ted have lived together for how long? Yeah. They've probably never worried about that before. Probably not. And, and I mean, that's like, why Marshall's like, fuck that. This is my apartment. I, you know, the food that's in the fridge is mine too, no matter who yeah. bought it. No, and I that's, mean, because that's it, probably but... how it's always been with them. And so he's like, I'm eating this cheese because, you know, Marshall's the cheese guy, <laughs> which is another reason I'm Marshall. <laughs> True statement. Because <laughs> Marshall's the cheese guy. <laughs> Gouda. Gouda. <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lily thinks that, uh, uh, Ted does not want her to move in. Marshall does not think that's the case. Uh, Lily says that, uh, Ted's going to wind up doing something big and passive aggressive. And Marshall's like, nah, he's not going to do that. And then there's a knock on the door. They open up the door and there is a delivery man with a giant crate bigger than the door opening. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we we find out it is a full-size English phone booth that Ted decided to order. Uh, First off, where did he get the money for this? Like, I know he's an architect, but I mean, like, look at the apartment that they live in. It's not like they're rolling in dough. I I feel like that thing couldn't have been cheap. Probably not. Maybe Ted had a, a account of money that nobody knew about. Maybe, yeah, maybe he had like a big savings or something. He just decided, 
you know what? It's worth being a dick to spend this money. Maybe. <laughs> I could see that. I actually could see. I him mean, doing that. theoretically, me and you lived in a house for two, three years. We never paid any rent, and we were broke. That's that's also true. <laughs> we were broke ass hoes. Absolutely. You can you cannot judge a person based on their living circumstances, based <laughs> on how much money they have in an account. That is also true. You are correct. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> just saying, bro. <laughs> I do love that because um, I don't know if it's if it's in the background anywhere, and I haven't thought about it until right now. The mini, um, one? The mini one. Yeah, we find out later yeah, on that he's got a. Okay, because didn't he get that supposedly before the show yeah. started? Yeah, yeah. The next girlfriend. Yeah, so I think that's interesting that you know he buys his giant one, but at some point we will find out that he does have a small version yep. of of the same thing—a red uh, English phone booth, which I think is neat. I think that's actually kind of a, a cool callback to it. Because I'll be honest, I forgot about the full size one until I watched the episode. Like I, re- I remember the little one. Yeah, I totally forgotten about the big one that no, happened. I, in this I always, I always remember the big yeah. one just because, like you said, when it gets delivered, I want to know how they got it through the door. Did they, they have probably? To, they uh, they probably had to. Yeah, they it? probably had to take it out of the crate and then like tip it in through in through the door. It probably was a pain in the ass, and that that delivery guy probably didn't get a tip for that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I feel like there's no way Marshall and Lily did that on their own. No, you're just, you're probably correct. I'm just saying. Uh, so Marshall and Ted start bickering about the uh, the phone booth, uh, and then Marshall takes the swords off the wall, uh, throws them down, hangs up Lily's painting, and Ted not happy with this. Ted goes over, grabs one of the swords, then Marshall picks one up, and then they just start. They clink a couple times, and then they just start. Dueling. Dueling. Yeah. Then, you know, we cut over to the bar. Barney, uh, Lemon Laws, another woman. Robin does not like it, says that it takes more than five minutes to really get to know someone, Barney. Like, come on. Uh, Barney then points out a nerdy guy at the bar who, played by Martin Starr. Fucking love Martin Starr. He's awesome. I love that fucking guy. I was like, oh, shit. That's Martin Starr. Yes. You know what the I, funny thing is? He shows up in a lot of stuff. He does. And, like, for one, he doesn't really look like he's aged all that much from, like, freaks and geeks to now. Like, I mean, uh, he does some mainly because of his facial hair. If he didn't true. have facial hair, I, I would, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, two, he always seems to play a very similar role in everything he's in. He's yeah. always, like, the kind of dorky, like, yeah, I don't want to call him slow because he doesn't seem slow. But you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, like, like, high. like he might be perpetually high. Yeah, 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 absolutely, and maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, for, for for those youngins out there who may not know him from you know older things like us, uh, you probably would recognize him from the recent uh, two Spider-Man movies. He's, True, he he plays a, a teacher in both of those movies. He does indeed. So, uh, yeah, that's Martin Starr. If you didn't recognize him, now you do. Uh, so, like I said, Barney points out this nerdy guy, asks Robin, uh, you know, would it really take more than five minutes for you to know if there's going to be a second date with this guy? 
And defiantly, Robin's like, you never know. You know, he could be a great guy. He could be the one. <laughs> he could be the one. And Barney plays a little game of Have You Met Robin? Which I think is great. It's the first time he's done that outside of Ted. Yep. So I just I thought that was that was cool. Uh, so back in the apartment, uh, the guys decide to flip a coin for who's going to get the apartment. You know, Ted stalls. They start arguing. Uh, they then start to duel with the swords, and uh, it, it's gonna get it's gonna get a little wild in there uh, when we when we head back to that apartment. Mm-hmm. But first, we get to see Robin on a date. Yeah, and we get we get a new we get a new location too. Yeah, some I weird. Really kind of like this location too because it's different. Yeah, this like weird sci-fi themed restaurant, which I'd totally go to. That I don't know. I think that that'd be pretty cool. I, the the thing that makes me laugh about this location is Robin's sitting there having dinner with the guy, and like she's looking at the menu, and she makes a comment that you would make. <clears throat> and she's reading over the menu. She goes, "Oh." The future has ribs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that would be, dude, you walk into a place, you look at the menu, you're looking for one of two things. You're looking for ribs, or you're typically looking at burgers. It's true. I, I'll i be honest. I don't know if they just hadn't uh, kind of figured out her character fully yet, uh, but I was like, I feel like she would have looked at a steak before she would have looked at ribs. I mean, maybe. You know what I mean? I mean, I could totally see that later on. Yeah, because that's like her thing later on in the show. You know, yeah. you know that, that that's the kind of person that she is. Um, but, you know, ribs are great, too, because I would take ribs over a steak any day. That's just me, though. I know a lot of people. A lot of people are like, what? <laughs> We're not listening to this podcast anymore. Mm-hmm. But, sorry, guys. Ribs are the bomb. Just saying, they are. I mean, I'm just saying. Bomb. I'm totally a, a later season Barney slash Robin. You give me a well cooked steak with a fucking cigar and a glass of scotch. I'm a happy man. There you go. Uh, so, uh, like I said, Robin on a date with uh, Kevin. Kevin is his name, uh, and this dude's super weird, super awkward. Uh, you know, t- t- I mean, he's pretty much stereotypical to what he looks like. Yep. You know, you look at him and the character is essentially exactly what you would what the stereotype would be of this guy. You know, super nerdy, weird, socially awkward, all, all of the above. Um, Barney try, you know, get, calls her to try to give her an out, you know, so that she can lemon law, you know, on this. She says no. And Kevin thinks that she's just going to bail. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, let me guess. There was some sort of big uh, uh, freak accident. And she's like, no, no. Um, and so she, she stays, you know, for now back at the apartment though, the guys, they're still sword fighting, but they're doing like silly moves and things like that. Like Ted does like the spin thing. And then like, he tells Marshall to like jump over so like swipe at his legs. And they're like, they're like having fun. Like they're, they're mad at each other and, and they're upset about what's going on, but they're also having fun. And I feel like that's something that you and I would do hundred percent, you know? Yeah. But see, me and you did it in different aspects. We didn't have sword fights in the house, but me and you wrestled in the house. That's true. I mean, that's how one of the greatest things in our life came to to uh, fruition. That's right, man. You know, CBW. Look it up, folks. Look it up. 
Go over to Off the Ropes at Off the Ropes JJ. You can see all kinds of weird stuff over there. (laughs) (laughs) Might be the the wrong way to to word that. No, it's the perfect way. I'm just saying. So, uh, uh, like I said, you know, they're they're doing kind of silly stuff. They're half the time they're arguing, half the time they're you know having a great time with with one another. Then uh, the I don't remember if it was Ted or Marshall, but uh, mentions, um, you know, the first, you know, when they first got the swords, you know, and it was the day that they moved into the, the apartment. So they flashed to that day. Marshall's on the floor building a table, the coffee table that's, that's yep. there. Um, and, and, you know, Ted is, is putting the swords up on the wall. We learned that uh, there's a missing screw in the table and he just put some wood glue on it. And that sets up what is about to happen in the next scene. Yep. We get back to the present. Lily walks in, and as soon as she comes in, sees them, the table breaks that Marshall is standing on, sends Marshall sailing off toward her, and we hear Lily scream. We don't really know what happened, but we can uh, imagine at that moment what could have happened. We do find out uh, later on, actually specifically in the next scene, that Marshall stabbed Lily with the sword. Oh, yeah. Now here's so, my question about that. Yeah. So there's a couple spots during the sword fight. One specifically, Ted jumps on the table. Yeah. Like, I mean, he literally just like jumps up and like stomps his feet onto that table. How did the table not break there? Well, if you look at where it broke, if you so we're facing the TV, we're looking at it. Yeah. It's the the side of the table closest to us, but toward the door. Ted was on the opposite side. That is true. I think that's what it was. I think he he jumped on it where it had all the screws. Everything was stable. But Marshall stepped. You know, they had been doing a bunch of stuff. It probably weakened it first off. And then Marshall just stepped right over to where that one that didn't have the screw was. And it buckled on him and it just came right off. <laughs> At just the wrong time. The wrong yeah. time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, just the wrong time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the jump onto the table probably didn't help its uh, situation at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm sure it loosened it up, you know, loosened up some of that wood glue or whatever. But yeah, um, so then we're back at the restaurant. Robin gets a call about Lily, uh, and then she tells Kevin that she has to go. Kevin does not believe her that it's real, and he accuses her, you know, of bailing and calls her an insult in Klingon. Which I think and, is hilarious. And the entire restaurant just gasps. Which I that is what I thought was hilarious. Like he said it, but then everybody in the restaurant turns and goes, <gasps> So like they all understood it, which I thought was hilarious. He says something like you have no honor. Something like that, yeah. So like they all understood it, which means that they're just all super geeks in that restaurant. Which I mean, I guess, but I mean, I would go. I, I have no idea what it, what you know the language of Klingon. Like, I don't. I wouldn't be able to understand it. But I would one hundred percent go to that restaurant. I'm just oh saying. yeah, I'm in. Uh, so Ted and Marshall are at the hospital. Marshall's uh, upset with himself, you know, obviously for stabbing his fiance. He's like, and Ted's like, well, I don't know, she might not be your fiance anymore. I mean, in theory, like, I mean, I couldn't blame her. Yeah, but I'm just like, thanks, Ted. Like, really, like this is not the time. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> um, but then Ted tells Marshall that he can, that they can have the apartment, you know, and that you know when the time comes, which you know it's a great gesture from Ted. 
so Robin and Barney come in. Barney tells them about the date that he just had where a girl that he was uh, with used the lemon law on him. Yep. And Barney was super excited because it's out there, man. It's out there now. People are using it, which I think is hilarious. What do you think your reaction would be if, if a girl did that to you? Uh, I would probably try to plead with her a little bit to give me a few more minutes. <laughs> I, I know I come off as like a quirky, weird person. Um, multiple people have said, like, I, I put off a, a vibe. So, like, you just gotta give, you gotta give me a few minutes to get past that uh, facade. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, like, I feel like meeting new people is just super... Like I, I, I'm very introverted, so like meeting new people, I'm always super awkward at first. I, I would agree, especially in today's society. Like back yeah. in the day, you met somebody, it's whatever. Yeah. Like when, um, not to mention names. <laughs> 2007, 2008, when I met my girlfriend at the time, yeah. cell phones weren't huge at the time. They couldn't do what they can do now. Yeah. So you know, like social media was what it was. But I mean, yeah, if you really wanted to get to know somebody, you still got to know somebody. Yeah. You couldn't just like pick up your cell phone and go figure out everything about that person in a matter of like ten minutes. Yeah, man, you had to call your PI friend for that. Absolutely. <laughs> and if Josh wasn't uh, at home, I was fucked. I couldn't just be like, "Yo, Josh, I'm on this date with this girl. Tell me what you can find out." Yeah. <laughs> All right, time to kick the dial up on. <laughs> See what happens here. <laughs> uh-huh. Kid, kids Mom, out man. there. For those kids out there who don't know what dial-up is, that's what we used for the internet. (laughs) It went through a phone line. This was before Uh, the days of the (laughs) Wi-Fi. We are dating ourselves so bad. Oh, man. That's like a new segment. It's like, for the kids. I mean, I mean this show is from 2005, so, I mean, it makes sense that there's going to be some references that like you know the the the, the gen zers ain't gonna un- understand oh, absolutely. you know well, like i said before a cell phone when you could literally have like a little computer in your pocket that can literally do everything from i can go on social media i can do things with this that a computer can do i can record videos and send them straight to somebody who's halfway across the fucking world yeah before your cell phone could do that I mean, I had a cell phone at one point that didn't even have a camera on it. All yeah. I could do was call people, and texting wasn't even a very big thing at that time. And if you wanted to text somebody, you couldn't just swipe your finger across the screen. You had to sometimes press the same button three times to get a letter. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> that was some of the worst texting. Uh, thing. Like I, I loved it when I finally got a full keyboard because that was the bomb. Yep. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, <laughs> those old flip up phones or like the old Nokias. Whew, man. <laughs> Never again, please. Never again. All right. So Ted and Marshall go in to see Lily. She tells them that uh, she tells the doctor she wants to see the Knights of the Poorly Constructed Round Table, which I thought was hilarious. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And she is pissed. Obviously, you know. Well, I mean, can you blame her? Not at all. These two guys have been acting like children, and they got her stabbed. Like, and she tells them she doesn't even want the apartment. You know, when when they get married, she wants to start a life 
a new life of their own and not live in that apartment, you know, get their own place. Uh, and, and I get that, you know, it makes total sense. You know, the fact that it, uh, it's obvious that neither of them were thinking about what Lily might want. Absolutely. You know, it was only about what the two of them wanted. And she was never brought into the conversation even even once during no. all this, you know, never. Well, the thing that makes me laugh about this whole thing <laughs> is the whole conversation part of her and Marshall where she's like, you know, like, I don't want the, the apartment. And Marshall's like, but I want it. And Ted's like, I gave it to you. And Marshall's like, you know, but, you know, I was winning the duel. And then Lily's like, um, you know, but you stabbed me. And Marshall's like, well, at least it didn't go all the way through. I love how she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are we having a conversation on how um, how severe you stabbed me? Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, not the time to be like, you know, at <laughs> no. least it was a partial stabbing. Yeah, yeah, just a, just a, a, like a run-by stabbing, you know. <laughs> so uh, they all make up and uh, decide to go get some dinner. And Lily knows just the place. They, oh, yeah. they go house to the Chinese yeah, House of Dumplings, the Chinese restaurant that uh, wound up was Lily's apartment, which is hilarious. Um, we learn that the glasses that they're drinking out of uh, were Lily's. She bought them at Ikea. Ikea. Yep, she bought them at Ikea. And uh, there's some music playing. It's Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. All right, kids. Chumbawamba was a band from back in the early 2000s. They had pretty much one single. It's called I Tub get Thumping. knocked down, That's but I right. get up again. You're never going to keep me down. I get knocked down. I highly recommend looking it up. It's a good song. <laughs> uh, but So they hear that playing overhead, and uh, Marshall's like, I think I put this on a on a mixed uh, CD no, one no, time. No, no, no. Marshall goes, like I love this song. Oh, I, yeah, I, I love haven't this heard song. this in forever. Yeah. It only goes... I think this is a tape you made me back in our sophomore year of college. Yeah, that's what it was. And Marshall's like, no. <laughs> and then, like, it is there was. You hear the, hey, Lily, I love you. <laughs> Happy, Happy Valentine's Day. 1998. Yeah. <laughs> love that, man. <laughs> it's like, wow, they just they just rifled through her stuff. You know, everything. Like, they boxed up some of her stuff. Oh, yeah. But, but, like, they're like, she ain't going to need these cups. We're going to take those. Well, that's oh, it. This like, dresser? Fuck that. We're using it. Oh, this CD? The same spot. Like, yeah. we didn't even move the dresser. No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. But, uh, yeah. So that is episode eight, season one, The Duel. John, what are your thoughts? Great episode. I yes. love I love that this is like a, a prelude of a lot of things to come later on with a lot of like because I mean it comes back to at one point about the whole who gets the apartment later on. Yeah. And like there's a point where both of them are planning on moving out and who has to pay for the damages and shit done to the apartment. Yep. And stuff. So I mean I love that there's this early tease about it here. Yeah. I love the sword fight because the sword fight is totally something I could see me and you doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we've done that with like other random things. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've done a nerf sword fight in the house before, yeah. as amongst other things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, that's how that's how the entire CBW came to uh, yeah. be. 
true. Just bustling around the house and decided to take it outside. And yeah, you know. it's true. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, it, it's a classic one, you know, with the, with the yeah. sword. It's one of those things that you that you instantly remember is, is those swords, um, and just kind of the whole lemon law thing is funny. Even though I'm pretty sure we never get like it's never comes up again. Not by name anyway, but I think it happens at least one other time. I, I'm going to be interested to see if we if we notice it come back up because that'll because I'll def, we'll definitely talk about it then. It's like oh shit, there it is. You know what I mean? Because because uh, <clears throat> yeah, that, it's a, it's such this big thing and, and it took off. You you hope they would at least come back at yeah. least one other time. You know, just like four seasons deep. Barney gets lemon lawed randomly by some some girl, or like Ted gets lemon lawed. I'm ninety five percent sure it happens. Yeah. I do okay. remember it at least happening one more time. I but like so. I said, I don't remember if it happens by name. Okay. Well, yeah, there's uh that's the episode, folks. So uh we do one other part on this show. It's a little segment that we love to call Barney's Blog. That's right. Suit up, bitches. That's right. <laughs> I said bitches. He didn't say bitches. You know. Uh, so this was a very basic entry. No title. Just an entry in the blog with one picture. And that's it. Just a picture. With the lemon? Of the lemon law. Yes. It's I print- actually saw this. It's a printable version of the lemon law that you, you know, it's, uh, it's, a th- it's supposed to be so that you can just give it to the person and then you're out. Now, you see, this right here, if this was real, there were actual fucking little business cards like this. Yeah. I would enact the Lemon Law all the time on dates. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I feel (laughs) literally just looking somebody dead in the face and being like, sorry, Lemon Law, and then walking away, I feel like makes you kind of a dick. But at least if you had that card and you were like, you know, sorry, this date's not working, Lemon Law, and you handed them the card... Did, that makes you not as much of a dick. Because at least the card's like, hey. It I explains it. Yeah, it explains sorry. everything to them, you know? And then, hey, they have one that they can then use on someone else if they ever want to. Just, oh, my God, it becomes a game. Yeah, it does, man. It just gets passed around the city, you know? It's kind of <laughs> hilarious. And it's cool because, like, it has the blog website on the bottom, but it's no longer functional like the actual yeah. website is no longer functional but i think that was kind of cool you know barney's blog.com just down there um but yeah that that's literally it. there was no no text no nothing just that the lemon law that's all we got for it so that was a quick barney's blog but there it is folks uh episode eight from season one the duel john let everybody know where they can find you on the web i mean i'm in the same place all the time right down here Simply saying J1 on Twitter. It is the uh, the Twitter page that follows my personal um, Twitter followings. <laughs> the I, Twitter I, page that follows your personal Twitter. Yeah, it follows my personal <laughs> Twitter. Matches up with my, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? His my podcast. My podcast, thank you. Uh, <laughs> called Simply Sane with J, the Nacho Mama's podcast, which I haven't done an episode now in like six months. Gotta really do that. Back to that. Just bust an episode out, man. I mean, I'm trying to get a guest appearance from a certain somebody on the show. All you gotta do is ask. Schedule alignments are rough and shit like that. So yeah, all you gotta do is ask, sir. I'll be there. Fair mm. enough. Yeah. Um, so. 
now hold on, hold on, because I got this. I got this. I've been working on this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go find Josh, you can find him on Twitter. It Josh Rayner. That is G P R A Y N O R. Wrong. Go ahead, do it out. You said at Josh Rayner. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, man. You can it. you can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R, and also right down here at Movie Blog Merc. That's the Twitter page for uh, my site, Merc with Movie Blog. Uh, Twitter. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're already on. Uh, a Merc with a Movie Blog platform. So uh, be sure to subscribe and uh, hit that like button on the video. Uh, also hit that little bell so that you can always be notified whenever I drop new videos. And if you're listening on uh, a podcast platform, uh, leave a review. Um, you know, if, if you're listening like on Apple Podcasts, leave like a five-star, four-star, whatever. If you leave a five-star review and you actually write something, we will read it on air. We've done that before and we yeah. will do it again. So, I mean, uh, the people anyway, absolutely. Uh, please, uh, do that. Uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast channel as well and hit us up on uh, Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, I'm over there, uh, at last call H I M Y M, right down there, uh, for all your how I met your mother needs. That's last call H I M Y M. Also, that same handle on Anchor if you're looking for the audio. So, Again, thank you, everybody, for watching, for listening. This has been Last Call at McLaren's. And, John, what do you got for him? You don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. That's right, folks. Have a good one.